Hey, Georgia educators, we have new discussion guides available to use with Classroom Conversations episodes. These discussion guides include open-ended questions to facilitate great discussion and professional learning after listening to each podcast. Find the new discussion guides posted with the Classroom Conversations episodes and blogs in Georgia Home Classroom. Or in German, hallo, wie geht's? Welcome to Classroom Conversations, the platform for Georgia's teachers. Classroom Conversations is presented by the Georgia Department of Education in partnership with Georgia Public Broadcasting. I'm Ashley Mingwasser, your host of German heritage. It's Mingwasser, really. Ladies and gentlemen, mein Zeit has come. My time has come. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock a microphone. That lyric from the 1988 classic, It Takes Two. You'll soon hear how the educational program featured in today's episode definitely takes two. Two teachers, two countries, two languages. Why all the Germanic phrases, Ash? I assure you they're relevant. In Germany, a school you have not yet heard of is connecting across the sea with a school right here in Seminole County in the southwestern corner of the state in Donaldsonville, Georgia. Why? To discuss agricultural education. Here to brag about ag and reveal their international partnership are Holly Garcia and Wes Pace. Holly is a middle through high ag teacher and future Farmers of America or FFA advisor for Seminole County Middle and High School. And she's joining us via Zoom today. And Wes is the CTAE agriculture instructor at Seminole County High School. Wes also heads up the Young Farmers Association or YFA in Seminole County. Basically, there are a lot of agriculture orgs that have cropped up around here. Welcome, Wes and Holly. How are you? Good afternoon. Fine. How are you? Good to see you in the flesh. Hey, Holly, how are you doing out there? (laughs) Doing good. How's the weather in Seminole County since you're coming to us from there in person? A little cloudy, but not too cold. Uh huh. And how's the weather here today, Wes, in studio? It was actually really nice. I drove from Delonica this morning. Had a real nice trip. You had a ni- he had a nice trip. Well, I'm glad you both are here to talk about an incredible partnership that I want to dive into as soon as possible because it's truly fascinating. First, I want you to explain what you currently teach, Wes. I'll start with you. Okay, I teach an introductory basic ag science uh, class. Uh, that's my only secondary class. And then I work with the farmers in Seminole County and the community. Okay, that's a big job. Holly, what do you teach? Okay, so throughout the day, I teach anywhere from a 6th grader to a 12th grader. And so I have to do a lot of personality shifts through the day. (laughs) But I teach 7th and 8th grade middle school. And then I teach horticulture, which is a lot of greenhouse production. And then I teach floral design as well. And then this year, we have a new class called Ag Leadership. And um, it's focusing on exactly what it sounds like being a leader in agriculture floral design are you taking any adult participants in your class absolutely all the time i'd we'll be interested i want to zoom for that and what is each of your personal connection to agriculture you first wes 
Uh, my background, I showed cattle when I was in school, grade school for 10 years. And me and my dad raised show cattle for um, you know, a long time from the mid eighties until 2006. Um, so I had a, you know, a, a burning passion to teach agriculture and, uh, animal science was my, uh, strong point. So I've, uh, taken it from there, graduated from UGA in, uh, 2000 and have been teaching. This is my 23rd year. And sporting his UGA wear today, actually, in <laughs> fact. Good old. Show cattle. That is a prestigious <laughs> business there, Wes. That's a big deal. Yeah. When I first when I first heard about show cattle when I was young, I thought that that meant that they dress up. And so when I first saw show cattle, I said, "Where are their dresses?" I was very disappointed. Uh, maybe not dresses, but uh, they really are showing up because their hair is about six inches long. These kids put a lot of time and effort in growing that hair, so there's a lot of adhesives and other things that's put on it. There's an art to, to grooming cattle. Cattle hair. Yes, Ooh, definitely. The things you learn on this podcast, <laughs> Holly. What's your personal connection to ag? So growing up, we had a more of a hobby farm, but we had everything. We had cows, we had goats, we had donkeys, everything in between. Um, my dad um, was heavy into gardening. And so we always had this massive garden that was more like a field than it was a what you would imagine a small garden. But um, I started my first ag class when I was in seventh grade, and I haven't left the ag classroom since. I've been hooked since then, and this is my 10th year teaching agriculture. That's incredible. And you're in your 23rd year, yes. you said, Wes? That's oh, right. so impressive. Well, we've got we've got <laughs> show-quality cattle from Wes and show-quality flowers from Holly. I'm just going to try to give you guys a show-quality show, okay? That's what I can <laughs> bring to the good. table. What are the best crops or animals to start with if you wanted to garden or farm in Georgia? Uh, definitely peanuts, corn, cotton. That's our main uh, crops. We do have quite a few soybeans uh, that are grown in Seminole County. Uh, but that would be the main ones. You know uh, the most about the living things here, Wes. What what sort of living things could one start with if we wanted to start a little farm? Uh, poultry would be the big thing uh, in terms of a small project that kids could get started with. So a lot of them have chicken coops and they start raising chickens for laying eggs uh, mainly. So it's a good starter project for our kids, teaches them some responsibility, uh, how to care for animals. Lovely. And how about gardening, Holly? Well, luckily in South Georgia, we have an excellent climate and all throughout Georgia, we have an excellent climate for gardening. And so I would say be adventurous and try anything um, that comes up. Of course, you wouldn't want to grow something that only grows in cool weather climates, but we're pretty open to um, any fruits and vegetables that you want to give a try to. Um, the most um, exotic thing I've heard from one of our um, former ag teachers that he tried to grow was kiwi and he had his first kiwi this year. So um, oh, I would MJ. say sky's the limit. <laughs> Kiwi in Georgia. And I know you're a big proponent of, was it raised bed gardening? Yes. Why? Yes, I'm a big fan of that. Um, just because no matter where you're at, whether you're in a subdivision, rural area, um, you can control the soil in a raised bed. And you can, um, even for people like in a more suburban or urban climate, then you can you can truly experience agriculture through a raised bed by adding those soil additives and things that you need um, to be successful with gardening, whether you have a yard that is... Um, has good soil or not. Um, so, and you can grow all of those um, big vegetables and 
tomatoes, peppers, okra, go for it. And it's easier on the joints, right? You're not getting all the way down on the ground. Just an added point I'd like to make. Why, Wes, tell me, why are earthworms and spiders and snakes considered friends of farmers? Uh, Well, we have some natural uh, pests that are beneficial to crops, and some of those uh, are are good pests in Georgia. So they're um, keeping us from having to put so many different um, herbicides and and different things to uh, protect our crops. So we do have beneficial insects. Okay. And what are some creatures that are not friends of farmers, Holly? (laughs) <laughs> Let's see. Um, in our area, we surprisingly have feral hogs. And so what, what that is, these are hogs that are wild. They are not your cute pink Peppa Pig uh, hogs. <laughs> they have tusks. They are vicious and they will hurt you. Um, but they are actually a major problem in South Georgia um, and all of uh, most of Georgia probably. But they will destroy row crops very quickly um, by just rooting and um, digging them up and completely wipe out fields. And so they are not the cute Peppa Pig pigs that we want around. I'm going to have nightmares about feral hogs now, Holly. (laughs) Thank you for that. You two uh, have an exciting partnership with a Bavarian ag school in Germany. So let's go ahead with the topic here of how did this partnership come to be and how does it work? Wes? Okay. Uh, it started with Mr. Patrick Wallace. He's uh, the head of foreign languages with the Department of Education here in Georgia. There's actually a local connection. He married our Spanish teacher, our former Spanish teacher. No way. So he did. And <laughs> she met him in Atlanta and took a job here in Atlanta and then came back to Donaldsonville and took the Spanish job again. And they moved to Donaldsonville. So that created this opportunity, to be honest, uh, with us uh, for the Bavarian experience. So uh, Patrick arranged the whole meeting with the America Haas, and it just went from there. We met with our local administration, uh, all met at the German guest house on Seldom Rest Farm. So cool. that's how the German experience uh, began on German on land in Seminole County. See, love is uh, at the root of all things. That's you know? right. It's a beautiful story. <laughs> Holly, how does this partnership work? And if you can tell us the name of the school that you guys are working with, if you can pronounce it. Yes, I can. Um, I couldn't until we went there, but um, <laughs> the Foss Schonbrunn is the name of the school that we are exchanging with. Um, and actually, Miss Sarah Martin, who is from the America House, she went after we kind of started, said, okay, we want to do this. And so she went and visited with their school and um, they actually got to tour their facilities in Lenswit, Bavaria. And um, they said, yes, we would like to do this. And so their school is very diverse. Um, They have several different um, departments that are very, very different. And it was very difficult to understand until we actually went there. Um, But they said, yes, we would like to do this. We have some English speaking students who actually want to be a part of the exchange. And so in September of 21, we met as teachers. And then in October of 21, we actually met for the first time um, and had our students online with us. And they got to meet each other and so and that's kind of been the model from there on out the teachers will get together say hey this is what we want our students to experience we work with our students individually and then we get to do a virtual exchange with them i got you an american house you said and that's h-a-u-s the german spelling it is that was founded by president jimmy carter from georgia 
mm-hmm. with the purpose yeah. of just foreign exchange, which I think is a beautiful thing. And a lot of people don't know this, but English is actually a Germanic language. So yes. it's surprising to me that that you guys chose Germany for this. So how does it work? What kinds of information are you exchanging, Wes? Uh, we're hoping to exchange um, information on different practices that we do in our schools, the way that we teach agriculture, and then we're hoping that our students can be exposed to the way that they do things in Germany. Um, we witnessed uh, firsthand how their field technicians uh, actually went in and trained their students for two weeks over there. They have like a built-in arena where they have equipment, state-of-the-art equipment uh, that they train their students with. They will um, you know, disc the soil there, displace it where the students can go in and measure uh, how much soil has been taken away. So those kind of things are uh, real neat that they do over there. Uh, they just have really nice facilities to do it with. So we're hoping to, uh, you know, have a good exchange with them. Holly, tell me what your students' reactions have been to this partnership and what sort of lessons you've developed. So they have had a great time with it. Even just um, the first time we exchanged, they told me afterwards as, you know, having a Southern accent, they said, <laughs> I think they speak better English than we do. And so... <laughs> They really did get um, such a good experience out of it. And just seeing, hey, there's other people in the world that are doing the, going through the same things that we do as a teenager and uh, going through the same things that we do as a high school student. So um, it really was eye-opening that there's a world outside of Seminole County and there are people in it who are very similar to us. And they got to um, talk about a little bit of agriculture. They got to talk mainly about their schools the first time they met. And they really enjoyed that. We made videos. Um, the Seminole County students and the Bavarian students each made a video of our school and got to see what does it look like in high school in Seminole County? What does it look like in high school in Bavaria? And I think they really enjoyed that aspect of it, too. Okay. Also, this one also for you, Holly. Is this a model that you feel could be replicated by other metro or rural schools? schools here in Georgia? I very much do, especially the virtual component. So the virtual component um, has been something that uh, by itself, um, a really cool experience for our students because not only do they get to see each other through Zoom, but they've exchanged letters, they've exchanged cards and gifts and things like that. And so I believe any school in uh, Georgia or the United States could replicate this, absolutely. Um, Especially when you've got the teachers on board, how it's worked for us. I developed a set of lessons, the kids worked on them individually, and then we came together through Zoom. And then now um, Veronica Evender is our um, partner teacher um, over there, and she has developed a set of lessons on veganism and its effect on agriculture, its effect on culture, how it's becoming more popular. Um, and so looking at those meat alternatives, um, they're going to be cooking. We're going to be cooking, seeing what the difference is in the recipes and how they turn out and our students' reactions to them. And so I think it's relevant no matter what school you are in Seminole or in Georgia um, on how you can just gain. There's so much to gain that I think any school can gain something from it. And it sounds like should. I mean, the sky's the limit with this sort of partnership. And you went there. Mm -hmm. Holly mentioned recently, Wes, you guys got to visit this Bavarian partner school with Mm -hmm. the team from your district. What surprised you? 
Um, the pride that the people over there take in their work, uh, they're very proud to be Bavarians. So they identify with being Bavarians instead of Germans. Mm, uh, that was one thing uh, that I saw uh, that, you know, was, was pretty interesting. Um, just a, a, a totally different um, atmosphere, I guess, with um, the, the ag programs over there, how they, um, you know, trained them. So, um that was the two weeks of training with each specific subject. That was uh, really a surprise how they did that. Yeah. Uh, what were some of your takeaways, you guys? Well, for me, how different the school system is. So as young as fourth grade, they choose their path in life. Like they choose. That's a lot of pressure. It is for 10-year-olds. <laughs> <Fourth Yeah. grade. laughs> and so they um, basically, their parents and their teachers say, hey, this student is going to be best for university. We're going to set this kid on a path for a very academically driven university. Um, they don't have sports teams and stuff like that at their school. Um, all of the sports and everything is recreational. Um, and so that was a big surprise for them about us. Like how we sent, um, showed them like video of a pep rally. That was mind blowing. <laughs> so, <laughs> what a good time. But yeah, they, there's um, several different paths. They can go even down to which vocation they're actually going to go into. Um, and then the rest of their education is catered to that and really focuses in on the skills that they will need to be successful in that particular area. And there's good things and there's bad things. Um, and they were amazed about how our school system worked. But um, as that was one of the most um, eye-opening experiences. Did you have yeah. any other takeaways, Wes? I, I was just going to say how they invest in their students with the, and I think I hit on that a little bit with the uh, the equipment that they had available, the resources that they pull. And when we visited, correct me if I'm wrong, Holly, the Colomark, was that the name of the festivities that was a part of, or it was the end of Oktoberfest in Lansuit? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they had a lot of equipment out there and these technicians would come into the schools and, you know, train these students. They're really invested in their kids and they want to see that they pursue ag careers. So that was uh, my biggest takeaway from that. From the fourth grade onward. Yeah. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility, yeah. as they yeah. say. Well, following your visit and this partnership, what things are now possible in terms of an international school-to-school -school partnership in agriculture? You mentioned that you're doing this virtually, Holly, obviously. You're not mm -hmm. flying back and forth to each country. But <laughs> what, what kind of um, information swaps are happening? What kind of activities and lessons? What is this enabling in terms of learning that your students would not be seeing otherwise for both of you? Holly, you first. So two of the projects that we've done so far, the first one was called Soil Across Oceans, and we basically looked at agriculture and said down to the root of it, which is your soil, and um, that's going to focus on things like topography, soil profile, types of crop, just the differences in, you know, how our countries are physically, like the physical aspects of our different countries. And then I already mentioned the vegan project that we're working on now. Um, but looking forward, even after visiting there, there's so many takeaways that I want my students to, to have. And just some of them, we said agriculture was, of course, the main thing we wanted them to see. But even the culture and the language, mm -hmm. um, having that experience there, because anytime you're immersed in a language, you're going to learn it faster. And so while we were there, we learned more than we would have just sitting in the classroom. And then even the culture, seeing buildings that are older than the United States, like itself, um, was incredible. And again, just um, mind boggling that 
those things still exist and those things are still taken care of and they take such pride in upkeeping those. Um, and so not even just agriculture, but I want them to learn about culture outside of um, our state and our country. Here, here. What sort of things are now possible because of this partnership, Wes? Much of the same. Uh, I agree with Holly. Um, we we do have a unique situation in Seminole County uh, with this family that owns land in, uh, in the county, the Vittelsbach family. And I'm hoping that when students can travel from Germany to our state, that they will be able to um, see things out on the farm that we can actually involve them on hands-on uh, activities out there, maybe doing some... Um, uh, uh, fire fire break plots, uh, oh. distant that up. Uh, Mr. Uh, well, the farm manager for Seldom Rest uh, Farms, he's indicated that we can do that with the students. He's going to uh, give us the use of that land. So I'm hoping that we can really do a lot uh, of activities out there with them and uh, showing them that we are hands-on. And what uh, is there. this plot you speak of? Uh, well, this is seldom rest is a 7,500 acre farm. And so uh, the fire breaks around the timber plots was what I was referring to, to gotcha. actually engage them in the, the work and doing that and many other things too. I'm just trying to uh, think of something to get, get them started. With. Yeah. And give uh, them something rooted to do here, you mm-hmm. know, on, on this family's farm right here in Georgia, because you guys yes. have, you swapped their side. Now it's time to swap back. Right. Can you, can you each pick maybe one lesson that you've developed as a result of your partnership for your students? Holly, you first. Um, and when we came back, of course, we, you know, immediately put pictures together so we could tell people about our experience and trip and everything. And so um, one of the things that I did while we were in Germany is I bought a book and um, it was called Wonders of Nature in translation. But one of the things I had my students do was um, actually translate chapters of that book and then um, be able to, you know, even just work on pronunciation and things like that. And so we looked at that. I was able to tell them much more detailed information about the agriculture in Germany. And so my ag leadership class, that's been a main focus for them is to learn more about agriculture culture, language, education system in Germany. And so um, they are very invested in it as well. They almost feel like, you know, they've they've been over there, um, but they, I know there's so much more for them to learn. And we hope to actually do a physical exchange of students um, in the coming year. That's really cool. What about a lesson plan you've developed from this, Wes? Uh, I'd learned a lot through cover crops in Germany about nitrogen fixation in the soil. They're really um, big on that in Germany. And so uh, teaching students uh, why it's important to uh, replace nitrogen back in the soil is one of our you know, key things uh, in Georgia, too. Yes. So, uh, uh, I remember was... learning about that with another mm-hmm. GPB education project, a live exploration I hosted on Georgia Peanuts. Yes. Uh, nitrogen yes. fixation being important. That's right. So they have some of the same things we do with fields of clover, you know, after they get through harvesting a crop. And uh, that's something that's very important over there. And so I think uh, we we definitely need to, you know, keep those lessons going with our students too. Would you say that the makeup of the soil in in Germany is comparable to Georgia's? Uh, Very dark soil, very nutrient rich soil. So they're very, um, you know, well adapted to growing anything. That's why the food is so good. Yeah. Yeah. All Um, those nutrients, I tell you. Well, you personally can't go to Germany and come back unchanged. I I just don't (laughs) believe it. So how has this opportunity affected the way you view 
the importance of your role as an ag teacher, for instance. Has it changed that at all, Wes? Well, it um, it makes me look at being an ag teacher to educate all students. I've always said that our main uh, goal as an ag teacher is to teach students, but now as the international agriculture concepts come in uh, to play, it's all students. I'm interested in educating their students equally, you know, the same as ours. So I think we need to develop that potential for premier leadership, personal growth, and career success uh, with our students, FFA students, and those as well, you know, in Germany. So with I'm the really same looking... intentionality they have. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That's a absolutely. wonderful That's a wonderful takeaway. Mm-hmm. How has it affected the way you view your role as an ag teacher, Holly? So for me, um, I've focused, of course, the last two, 10 years on teaching agriculture and teaching United States agriculture and teaching Southwest Georgia agriculture. Um, But this really opened it up into seeing it from a global perspective. And hey, no, we're not all going to grow the same thing. We're not all going to, you know, be row crop farmers, but seeing how they take what they have and they make it work and they take conservation so seriously um, and being able to conserve the land that they do have. Obviously, Germany is a much smaller state than the United States uh, or uh, even Georgia, you know, so um, Bavaria is a much smaller region, but um, taking what they have and use it conservatively and to ensure that that land and those resources are going to be available for future generations and making sure that they're doing what they can um, to be able to pass something down to their children. And so I think that's really um, something we can focus on more as agriculture advocates in the United States is um, being conservative and using those resources wisely and um, making sure that we're making the most out of what we're given. Agricultural advocates. I love it. Very powerful. And what about the impact on the students, both those here in Georgia and in Germany? You know, fun fact that this is an exciting milestone because this is actually the first of its kind partnership that this nation has seen between the USA and Germany, which is fascinating. So what impacts are you projecting for students here and there? Of course, we've got our uh, virtual exchange going on, but my hope is that we can truly start a physical exchange because even like when we were in the planning phases, we didn't realize the impact it would have on us personally. And I want my kids to experience that. And so I really hope that we can... um, soon do a physical exchange of students um, for that. And even when we were there, we got to go and visit with their students in class. And a lot of them were like, I've never seen an American before. And I was like, (laughs) I don't have any tricks to do for you. Like, this is just me. Perform for us, American. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so I really think that was um, a cool experience for everyone involved. Yeah. What impact are you seeing for students here and there, Wes? I definitely think with the exchange of students going over to Germany, they'll see what we saw, uh, a lot of differences, but yet some similarities. Uh, I think it will spark their interest, uh, maybe even push them to an agricultural career even more than being taught over here. Um, So my thoughts as far as that goes is is schooling is free in both countries for the students that are uh, traveling, you know, German Uh students going to school over here free and vice versa. So why not take advantage of that opportunity and pursue your post-secondary, you know, career or your uh, schooling and then pursue a career? Uh, Maybe they come back over here. 
maybe they stay over there. Who knows? You right. know. So the sky's the limit. I think uh, it opens up a a huge door of opportunities. A whole world yes. of agriculture. Absolutely. And, and Germany is the gateway to that. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, pie in the sky, cast vision for me. What is next for this agricultural partnership if you had your druthers, Wes? Oh, like I say, the uh, the sky's the limit. I think um, our end goal is maybe, you know, training these students so that they uh, come back into our own communities. We have some very big ag industry in Seminole County. Um, um, American peanut growers is one of them. We're just about to put up, a, I think it's an $83 million uh, peanut butter um, ready to, to eat peanut facility there. I'm so there. Uh, yeah. yeah, me too. I'm getting <laughs> hungry thinking about it. Uh, LMC, Lewis uh, Carter Manufacturing, they make um, the shaking and sizing equipment all over the world. So, you know, who knows? We could be training uh, students that take jobs uh, in a plant that's opened up in Germany that could be a part of what we are already have in Donaldsonville. So, there, yeah. you know, uh, a lot of possibilities. What's your vision, Holly? Well, exciting news. They are coming to see us in March. So, yes, we have um, a group of, I believe, eight um, German teachers and um, some of their involved parties that are coming here in March. Um, They're going to stay with us for a week. So we now get to show off Georgia like they got to show off um, Lynn Swit and the surrounding areas. So I'm really excited to get to see them again, not only get to see them again, but to get to show off all our part of the um, world and show them what we have to offer and hopefully they have just as good or better experience than as we had and then our goal there while we were in Germany we had a very long meeting um, with all of the parties involved and we just really sat down and brainstormed and said hey what do we want to get out of this what do we want our students to get out of this? And there was a ton of logistical talk. And I really feel like everyone walked away with a clearer picture of what we want this program to look like. And I hope to replicate that and to, again, kind of hone in on our focus for what we want the program to look like for our students when they come and visit us in March and um, hopefully get some physical exchanges going for our students. Well, I hope you will show them or play for them your Classroom Conversations episode, right? Where they get all these wonderful shout outs. Well, congratulations (laughs) on all you were doing. This is so impressive. Thank you, Wes. Thank you, Holly. Thank you. And thank you, Bavaria. Okay, educators, as you cultivate your own approach to agricultural ed, let it be rooted in this. You're a great teacher. Let the best ideas ripen and just weed out the rest. This may have been the cream of the crop, but we're back next week with another different topic to enrich your teaching strategies. Until then, I'm Ashley Mingwasser. Goodbye. Funding for Classroom Conversations is made possible through the School Climate Transformation Grant.